If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Hey, y'all, real quick. Before you listen or watch this podcast, give me two seconds of your time. Not two, maybe like 35. Let's go. Uh, I'm at the Punchline Philly three weeks in a row. August 15th, August 22nd, and August 29th. Again, I'm in Philly at Punchline Comedy Club three weeks in a row. August 15th, August 22nd, August 29th. And you know the best part about all that is? The tickets are only $10 when you use promo code CLINT. Again, tickets are only $10 when you use promo code CLINT. All you do is when you click the link for the show, uh, you hit unlock. Type in CLINT. And you're going to get $10 tickets. Hope to see you there, Philly. Now, let's get into the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, tuned in. New episode. Music is a love language. Uh, I'm your host, Clint Coley. No AKAs. Let's just get right into it. Uh, I just did the episode about, um, about who was the MVP of hip-hop in 1998. Um, and yes, it was Earl DMX Simmons. He was the MVP. Uh, he was the, uh, you know, he was the, um, the, the the defensive player of the year, all that. He did everything, right? So I realized, though, we can't just do hip hop when it comes to MVP. We also have to do R&B also. And I'm going to be honest with you, right? I'm not even, and when it comes to R&B, I'm not going to separate male and female. If you are the MVP, because I think that's disrespectful to, to mainly the women, right? Because I'm going to be honest with you. The women, especially in the 90s, there's more MVP years for them than there are for men. If if we're keeping it 100. I can honestly tell you, probably the way, when I look back in the 90s, we talk about who was the MVP that year. I mean, let's be real. We know Mary's probably going to get one or two, right? We know Mariah Carey's going to get one or two, right? So, like, when we do the MVP of 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 R&B, right? Like I want to group I just want to let y'all know I'm grouping male and female. I am not separating it doesn't matter. Now, with that being said, today's episode, I'm going to tell you who are the MVP candidates and who was the MVP of R&B in 1998. Again, we're not separating men, we're not separating women. All lumped up into one, who was the most valuable player? Now, if you missed the last episode, go back and listen to the one about DMX, right? Or about 1998 and hip-hop. But if you're just an R&B dude or you're just an R&B girl and you don't want to listen to that, no problem. Let me give you my criteria again. The first criteria I have is, do you have a championship ring that year? Again, I know in the NBA... I know in the NBA, the NBA, the MVP, the MVP is, no, you know why I said MVP real quick. I got to, <laughs> real quick, in the group chat, we was talking about uh, the Welcome to Atlanta remix. The reason why we were talking about it is because somebody in my comments told me that Murphy Lee, he thought Murphy Lee was going to be bigger than Lil Wayne. Somebody in my Instagram comments told me that they thought Murphy Lee was going to be bigger than Lil Wayne. First of all, why are they in the same sentence, my guy? 
that might like yo literally i want i wish i could respond with a video because i would have responded with the bill cosby john that's the dumbest thing i've heard in my life you know what episode i'm talking about with the the first episode of the Cosby show with theo told him why don't you love me for me blah 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 blah, blah. yes iconic moment with that being said, <laughs> um, the reason why I said MVP, because we were talking about Welcome to Atlanta, and you remember Jermaine Dupree, I'm the MVP, most ballinest player. Make my own moves, bitch, call me the mayor. Monday night, you know things change with time. Magic City back looking like 89. Anyway, I'm sorry. I know I'm supposed to be talking about something else, but I just want... First of all, y'all, I mean, y'all know I, I'm, like, I'm a music head, so like if, if I know the lyrics to fucking Welcome to Atlanta, the remix, hey man, I, be, I listen to a lot of shit. All right. But let, but the MVP now, in the episode before, right? I talk about who was the MVP of you know 1998 in hip hop. I also told y'all, and before I, I you know I know I told y'all my criteria is about championship rings, but give me a second. I also told y'all real quick, quick disclaimer: for the MVP of R&B in 1998, I am not counting Lauren Hill. I'm taking her out of the conversation. We don't need to ha- we don't need to discuss that. Right. There's certain things on this podcast I don't need to discuss when it comes to music. I don't need to discuss Prince. I don't need to discuss Michael Jackson. And I don't need to discuss the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. We all know, like we, we just don't need to do it. There's no point. There is no there is no take on that album that you have not heard before. That's called low hanging fruit. Yeah, man. I think miseducation is one of the greatest albums of all time. Tell me something else I don't know. You see what I'm saying? So when it comes to the MVP of 1998, we're not, of R&B, Lauryn Hill is not included in this conversation. And y'all like, well, how can you do that? Like, come on. Like, again, what is the point? Right? There's nothing, like, there's really nothing to discuss. You know what I'm saying? So, and I also say that that year, Lauryn Hill was the MVP of music. So we're not just talking about R&B. If we talking about the MVP of music, all genres, rap, hip hop, R&B, funk, you know, country, rock, classic, whatever, jazz, whatever. Lauryn Hill's the MVP. It's not close. All right. So let's just get that out the way before we before we get into this podcast. All right. So I talk about a championship ring. Right. You need does to be an MVP candidate. For the most part, you have to have, I, I, need a, I, need, I need a championship ring on your resume. That is the first thing, or not even to be a candidate, but to win an MVP award, the first thing I'm looking at is, did you put out a classic album this year? Bottom line. The second one is, what were your iconic or impactful moments? What were your iconic or, impa- or impactful moments? A lot of, because here's the thing, right? When you're the MVP, again, of a year, right? You are saying like, yo, I ran this year. Like in 2001, right? You know, ROC, we running this rap shit. Now, granted, we know what happens a few months later, which I'll actually get into that year. Uh, short, Not shortly, but I'll get into that year another time, right? But I need to know, did you have an iconic or an impactful moment? Or do you have something that defines what you did or that defines that you do you define that year? Bottom line, the third thing is your chart success, which I think I might move that up to second. 
As a matter of fact, I am going to go ahead and override myself. Chart success on this, in, the, in being an MVP, chart success is going to be second now. Because that is the, again, chart success is the only tangible stats that we can genuine that we can genuinely use again a championship ring is very subjective but what's not subjective is how long was your singles number one how many albums you sold that year that is not subjective those are the numbers those are the facts can we agree with that gp are you with me if you are with me send me a dm real quick and say clint i'm with you that's it stop what you're doing and on this podcast just send me a dm clint i'm with you Wait a minute, they don't say that. GP don't say that. They say, hell yeah, we got church. We ain't going nowhere, but we don't have church right now. All right, I'm rambling. Let's keep talking. All right, and then the fourth criteria is your relevance. Now, you know, honestly, I don't even think I need that, to be honest with you, right? Like, the more I'm discussing these years, I don't think that you're relevant. I mean, because my thing is, if you have chart success, if you had a championship album, I mean, I mean championship ring, and if you, if you, if you have an impactful slash iconic moment, then being relevant, you know, speaks for itself. Being relevant speaks for itself. So there's no, I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So I'm going to go ahead and take that off the criteria. And again, y'all, as I'm talking this through, right, I want y'all to know just because I have a criteria on the last podcast doesn't mean that we can't always grow and evolve, right? Like, I want to be efficient. And I also told y'all, right, it's not about being right. We got to get it right. Speaking of being right, I was also wrong. Got to shout out my boy B. Miller. I said that, I said on the last episode that DMX was the only uh, artist to have a number one, two number one albums in a calendar year. Tupac also did it in 96. I was wrong. I was wrong. All eyes on me and Machiavelli. I was wrong. Don't mind being wrong. So just want to put that out there. All right. Now, let's talk the MVP of 1998. Um, you know, first, I'm going to say this. None of these MVP candidates have a ring that year. I'm going to be honest with you. R&B in 1998 was meh. Outside of the... Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This education of Lauren Hill, R&B in 1998 was meh. There are no other classic albums, in my opinion. There are no other rings. Yo, y'all going, and I'm sure y'all going to go to Wikipedia and then you're going to look at me and you're going to give, you're going to, you're going to list off a few albums. You're going to tell me The Boy Is Mine by Monica. Or you're going to tell me Never Say Never by Brandy. They're not rings. I'm sorry. They are those, neither one of those albums are rings. Now, both of their first albums, different conversation. But their follow-up album, both of their follow-up albums are not rings in my opinion. They were good albums. They were about... I don't even think they were finals appearance. Both of them were, you know, Brandy's from 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 Carson or Torrance or whatever. She got a Western Conference finals appearance. Monica's from 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 uh, Atlanta. She got an Eastern Conference finals appearance. That's what I'm giving those albums. But we'll talk about those in a second. But in my opinion, 1998, outside of the massive album that Lauryn Hill dropped in R&B, there are no real classic albums. Now, of course, again, some of y'all might say, well, what about Enter the Drew? What about R. Kelly's R albums? No, not rings to me, to me, 
They're not rings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And again, I, I told y'all, I'm, I'm strict with the criteria, man. I'm not calling everything a ring. You may feel like it's a classic to you. I'm not mad at that. But for me, and what I what I deem as a, a, a classic on this podcast, nah, dog, don't make the cut. Don't make the cut. As a matter of fact, if you want to give me R. Kelly's R album, nigga, that shit was double disc and he didn't need to do two discs. But that's the most as I'll mention him on this podcast. So let's go through the 1998 MVP candidates. And my first MVP candidate is Monica. Is Monica. Now, I told y'all, you know, she put out uh, The Boy Is Mine, the album. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. She got some heat on this first, on this second album. She got some heat on this second album. The, the Boy Is Mine, the, the, the single, that's an iconic single. I will give her that. The Boy Is Mine is a, you can't deny that single. I'm denying the album, but you can't deny the single. That single was crazy. I didn't even like the song, if I'm being honest with you. I, I didn't like the song. Here's why I didn't like the song. It's no, it's no diss to them. I was just a boy in 1998, and I just didn't care. I just didn't care. That's all. I just, it wasn't, I think the song is phenomenal. But in 98, I just didn't give a shit about the song. You know? Now, the girls and, you know, my sister, oh my God. My sister, that's probably why I don't like The Boy Is Mine, the song. My little sister Kiara wore that motherfucker out. Like, do you ever hear a song so much and you and my sister used to sing it in her room. So then she would she she was butchering the lyrics. You know, at the time, I think my sister's like seven or eight. She's butchering the lyrics. And all I could hear is my sister singing it. You need to give it up. Like, yo, shut up. I used to we our rooms were next door to each other. Yo, shut up. Shut up. My little sister Kiara can confirm this story. She can confirm this. But I just <laughs> but the song is iconic. How no matter how I feel about it, you can't I can't deny it, even though I don't like it. Um and not to say that I don't not be and I'm not saying it's a bad song. I'm saying I don't like it, but personally because of my little sister. But the song is iconic iconic. I can't deny it at all. Um now my favorite song on this album was The First Night. First of all, let's talk about that song real quick. Uh, if you don't mind, first of all, the first night, um, uh, first of all, Jermaine Dupree, baby, baby, tell me what's up. Can I, yeah, I, again, I have a little sister. You know what I'm saying? Uh, took the uh, the sample from um, from Diane, Diana Ross. Uh, I got the sweetest hangover. I don't want to get over. Yeah, that joint. Yes. Um, very, very dope record, man. Um, so you no, know, the album was cool. Um, and then also don't forget Angel of Mine was was everywhere too. Um, I remember I remember Angel of Mine was on the radio. Ah, Jesus Christ. They wore that shit out on Power 99. I remember that joint. I, oh man. And then I'm trying to think, when did when did Space Jam come out? It was 95? Was Space Jam like 95? I believe so. Only reason I'm asking, only because I because I was thinking about for you I will and I let me see if that was on that album. I'm I'm just going to get I'm getting facts now. I'm getting facts now. Uh let's see. Angel of Mine. No. Oh, for you I will is on this album. For you I will is on this album. I will cross the ocean for you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
So Monica major and and also let's 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 look at the singles and what they did, um, and what they're certified. Um, first of all, uh, commercial performance on this album, uh, first week sales was ninety one thousand copies. Hmm. Uh, the album never reached number one on any charts. U.S. Billboard two hundred it reached number eight. U.S. Top uh, R and B and hip hop albums it reached number two. Never, ever reached uh, number one, but it is a three times platinum album here in the United States, selling three million copies. It's a good, that's a, that's a, that's solid. You are a solid MVP candidate. Now let's look at the singles real quick, if you don't mind. Um, I know The Boy Is Mine had to be number one. I just got to figure out how long it was number one. Uh, chart performance. Um, the Boy Is Mine, yes, uh, Number one in Canada, number one in the Netherlands. Okay, so here we go. The Boy Is Mine, uh, U.S. Billboard Hot 100, number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. So, hey, man. Uh, can't, can't deny that. Can't deny that. Uh, I got to see how many weeks it was number one. But, yes, number one. Uh let me look at the first night. I don't think that song went number one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh, it did go number one. Ooh. Ooh, Monica. Ooh. Ooh. See where I'm, yo. And then um, Angel of Mine. Let's see if, you know, where, where did that go? Nigga, that that was also number one. Amen. Amen. You got three number one singles and a platinum album or three times platinum album in a year? Amen. You, amen. That's MVP shit. Am I right or wrong? That is MVP shit right there. Now, again, I don't know because of the other people I'm going to name later. But that is a, she make a, that is, look, when we argue the MVP in basketball, right? Niggas argue Embiid, Embiid they uh, argue Jokic, and they argue other people. The main reason why they argue Jokic is because of how, how, how do I say this? They argue Jokic based on a lot of his stats. I mean, the guy is leading the league. And he's, he's top five in points, top five in rebounds, and then also he assists, assists, assists. Like that is this is a this is crazy right here. This is a strong resume for Miss for, for Miss Monica to be the MVP of R and B in nineteen ninety eight again, excluding Lauren Hill. Yeah, this is big. This is big. This is big. This is big. Wait a minute, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. So what I'm finding out is Angel of Mine was originally by an R&B British group and Monica covered it. Wow. 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 I didn't know this. I didn't know this. Hold on. Let me, let me, now I got to I'm not going to, I don't want to play it because I don't want to get flagged, but I'm going to give it a second. Hold on. Eternal. What's it called? Uh, Angel of Mine. 
Hold on. I got to hear this. I got to hear this. Yeah, no. No, no. I don't even need to hear no more. No. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> All right. But uh yes, Monica definitely definitely huge uh R&B uh candidate for or uh for MVP. The next the next the next artist I'm going to name is her counterpart. Um Brandy. Now, uh Brandy in 1998 dropped Never Say Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Never. Um, got some really good tracks on this album. Um, again, The Boy's Mind is on that album, of course. Top of the World is on that album. Have You Ever Does is on that album. Almost Doesn't Count. I mean, these are some strong-ass singles. These are some strong-ass singles. The album dropped June 9th, 1998. Um, Again, I don't believe it's a ring. I don't believe it's a ring. And we already know the boy is mine. That's what we, we already just talked about that. But um, I got to look at her chart success on that album and see, like, what it does, like, how it compares to you know, Monica. And again, it's not, a, again, you know, we're not comparing who's better or blah, 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 but we are comparing this in a grand scheme of things of, of who's going to win the MVP, right? I want to talk, and I, you know, I just gave y'all a story about the boy's mom, but I really want to talk about like, you know, like I'm mad we didn't, I, you know what I wish? I wish we could have got a full album from them. I'm going to be honest with you. I wish after the success of that, I wish we could have. I wish they would have gave given us a do a, a joint album or gone on tour together. But you know, ego is a motherfucker. And I mean, I don't know their situation. I don't know who likes who, who don't like who, why this, why that. That's not my business. I only mind the business that that pays me, minds me. But at the end of the day, it's like you know, they robbed us of a lot of R and B history, in my opinion. Um. And I think that it, they they could have it could have been that could have been huge. That could have been motherfucking huge. But let's get to Brandy and let's get to her. Uh, let's get to the singles. All right. So we know what the boy's mind did, right? Have you ever? I believe that was a number one song, but we about to find out right now in the charts. Have you ever? Was yes, it was number one on the U.S. Billboard charts. It was number one. It was number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot One Hot One Hundred. So she has two number one singles. You know because of uh because of um she has two number one singles uh because of uh the boy's mind because like you know I can't say that's Monica's song I mean that's their song that is their song right let's keep let's keep going let's keep going uh. Top of the World. Um, I love that track, by the way. And I love Burner Boy's remix to that. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, that was a... That, first of all, I love the video to that, too. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, Brandy, that was top innocent, you know, like, bounce. Bro. I like, I love that shit. Um, top of the world, though, did not reach number one. Top of the world did not reach number one. That's kind of a shame, too. That was a really dope record. That was a really, really dope record. But no, did not reach, did not reach number one. Did not reach number one. Um, and then I'm looking, so, hmm, hmm, hmm. And then I forgot Mace was on this joint, too. Mace was on this song. I didn't forget, but yeah. Okay, I mean, she's an MVP candidate. I don't think her resume in 1998 beats Monica. From what I'm looking at. Talk to me, y'all. Let me know if I'm tripping. Let's look like, you know, I think Brandy was the bigger artist off the strength of not even just, you know, you got to remember she also has a sitcom at the time too, right? So I believe she's the bigger artist at the time, but I think in 1998, if I'm looking at who has the better year and who has the better resume, I'm going with Monica right as of right now. But let me know if I'm, if I'm missing something. Talk to me. All right. Um, real quick too, while we still here, don't forget, uh, you know, I'm going to be at the Punchline Philly, uh, starting August 15th, doing the 22nd, also doing the 29th. Link is in the description of this episode. Get your tickets. Also, don't forget, I told y'all, you know, get you a shirt, support the film, www.myediblekickedin.com. All right. My third candidate for MVP that year. So, it's interesting, right? Like there was some, you know, people had some really good moments, right? Like Faith had some good moments in 98. Uh, Whitney Houston had My Love Is Your Love in 98. Um, it was cool. It was a nice little comeback, John, but, uh, you know, I was, it was cool, right? I don't think it was MVP worthy. I don't think it was an MVP uh, performance. Um, but my next MVP candidate, um, I'm going to go with Drew Hill uh, as a group. And uh, they had... Some they had a that was a good year. That was a good year for them. Uh they're coming off their first album success. You know, I'm gonna be honest, now that I'm thinking about it, right? Like it was decent, but I don't know if they were MVP candidates either. Cause you know what? I think that what I try to do is I try to, you know, you know, mention people and say, oh, they're this is an MVP candidate, this is an MVP candidate, just to give you just to be like, oh, well, why wasn't this person mentioned and why wasn't that person mentioned? But you know what? I gotta get more strict with the MVP. As I'm sitting here thinking about this, I have to get more strict about the MVP. And here's why. In the MVP voting in the MV in, in the NBA. There's usually only three MVP finalists, if I'm not mistaken. And I think, let me let me just make sure I'm let me make sure I'm right. Uh MVP finalists uh 2023. The MVP finalists were Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis. Those were the finalists. So it's like other, 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 other NBA players you know, had great seasons. Other NBA players did very well. Other NBA players were amazing. But come on, bro. Come on, bro. Everybody's not an MVP candidate. And again, I'm going to, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at 1998 in R&B 
and I'm like, I want to give Drew Hill a nod, but it's like, not really. Like, yeah, Into the Drew was a great, um, uh, you know, um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, um, uh, uh, Into the Drew was a great album. But I don't think it was MVP worthy. Yeah, they had Beauty on that album, which is, oof, boy, that's one of my favorite Drew Hill tracks. It reminds me of the Quiet Storm. As a matter of fact, do I is that on my Quiet Storm 90s list? I don't know. But Drew Hill, Drew Hill uh, had a decent year. These are the times we all wish for. Yeah, I get it. But that wasn't an MVP performance. You know, um, R. Kelly's R album, again, we don't. I don't really mention him, but that wasn't an MVP performance, if I'm being honest with you. Now, what comes next in 2000, that's a different story. Uh, to me, it didn't have an MVP for it. I'm looking, Faith, um, My Love Is Your Love. Like, yeah, 112, Room 112 came out. Like, y'all gonna be like, what about that? Like, no, these are not, M- MVP is special. To be the most valuable player, right? That is us saying that you are the, like, okay, in the NBA, if you win an MVP award, now, of course, we know Steve Nash got some MVPs he really ain't deserve, right? But he can arguably say that during a time of period in the NBA history, he was he was the best player in basketball. Now, I get it. Most valuable doesn't mean necessarily mean best. But I'm saying is, is that you can make an argument that you're the best. If you are the most valuable player in the National Basketball Association, you can say, you can defend it. You can say to somebody, I'm the best basketball player in the world. Now, that may not be true. That may not. We understand that. But you can say that and you have you have a tangible piece of evidence to back that up. Bottom line. And I'm sorry. Right. But Drew Hill, R. Kelly, Whitney Houston, 112, Faith Evans, Maxwell, all of these people who drop albums that year. Yo, you don't have any tangible evidence that you were the best. You don't. Tangible evidence. Now, we can say R. Kelly was that nigga in the night. Yeah, we don't deny that, right? But we're talking about in this specific year. Like, that's what I'm, that's what we're talking about. Like, like come on. Let's, let's have this conversation. So I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a little more strict with my MVP candidates. I'm not giving everybody an MVP nod. Like, if I go back to the year 1998 in hip-hop and I go back to the last episode, for real, for real, Juvenile should not have been a candidate. And if I'm being honest, Outkast barely makes the cut, but it should have been between Big Pun, Jay-Z, and 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 and, uh, and DMX, which we all know who was unanimous. But we don't need to keep sitting here naming everybody and their mom just to, just to fill up time and fill up space. That's not how this works. That's not how this works. You guys, a lot of times you want, the problem is, is that we live in an era. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Where we want participation trophies. So what we do is when we're arguing who the best is and blah, 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 what you want to do is you want to insert your favorite nigga. But guess what? They not that they weren't they weren't him or her. That's the problem. You want to tell me, well, what about this person and what about that person? Yeah, they were good. Nobody denies their impact. Nobody denies that they had a great they had a great run. But let's stop this. They weren't the fucking MVP. Let's stop it. 
And that's where this podcast comes in. If y'all are, if anybody asks me, Clint, what's the point of this podcast? This podcast was founded upon the fact that we are way too loose with people calling albums classic. We're way too loose with calling people legends. And we need to start bringing some real, some kind of structure. And like, yo, when we debate these, stop telling me that such and such is a legend and they only had a one year, two year run. Legends is built over time. Legends are built over is longevity. Legends have a body of work that you could point to and say, yo, this is legendary. Two years, you're not a fucking legend, B. You're not a legend. You did well. That's, that's what we have to start having these conversations. But no, what y'all want to do is y'all want everybody to win. And that's what I like about the Grammys in a sense. Right. Like, yes, we know the Grammys are flawed, but for the most part, yo, let's have this conversation. Right. Everybody can't win. Everybody can't beat. No. And everybody don't even get nominated. Like I was I was I was going back and forth with my man, Rob, in the group chat. Right. Yeah, Rob, I'm talking to you, Bobby. I'm gonna call him Bobby for this take. So we're having a conversation. He tells me Illmatic should have been nominated for a Grammy. I said, for what? And don't get me wrong. Do I think Elmatic is one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all times? Absolutely. But it's 1994. There isn't even, there isn't even a best hip-hop album category yet in 94. But it should have been nominated for a Grammy. That's egregious. It shouldn't have been nominated for album of the year. You want to know what else and came out in 94? Like, come on, man. Like, let's, let's, let's stop it. Everybody don't win. That's just what life is. A couple a year ago, a year ago, I had a film that got nominated for two awards in a film festival, and I didn't win. Even though, like, I thought my film was better than everybody else's in that category, I did not win. That makes me want to go back to the motherfucking drawing board and do better. But let's stop with this shit, man. Y'all want to give everybody a motherfucking participation award. And that's not how this works. My last MVP candidate for this year, because it seems like it's all women in 1998. So I'm going with my third MVP candidate. And my third MVP candidate of 1998, her name is Miss Deborah Cox. Her name is Miss Deborah Cox. Now, Let's start here. Nobody supposed to be here is um was the uh now this is interesting. This is interesting. This is interesting. This is interesting. Hold on one second, because I, I I found something out and I think this might decide who the R and B uh who the R and B uh who the R&B MVP is in 1998. This might settle the charts. This might settle the debate. And I'm looking at it, right? And R&B Billboard singles. Nobody's supposed to be here was the number one, was the number one R&B song for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight weeks. Eight weeks. But here's where it gets even more convoluted, right? It didn't reach number one 
on the Hot 100, though. It was number one. It was only it was number two on the Hot 100. But it was number one on the R&B charts. That this is a again, this is an MVP performance. You have the number one R&B song for eight weeks straight. That is an MVP performance. But let's have a conversation about this because earlier I was thinking in my head like, damn, Deborah Cox might have won the MVP. She is not the MVP. Her album is not a classic. Her album, I don't even think, is an Eastern Conference or a Canadian. She's she's Canadian, so she's in the East unless she's from British unless she's from British Columbia. Which let me find that out right now. Born and raised, she's from Toronto, so she's from the Six. She's a Raptor, and uh, no, uh, she. This album is if Kawhi Leonard doesn't hit the shot. Losing the second round. This album is if Kawhi Leonard does not hit the shot. <sighs> that bothers me, man. That shit still, <laughs> that shit bothers me, man. <laughs> but let's talk about it. She has the number one song for eight weeks straight. Also, that run was crazy, right? So she has, uh, it, you know, she had that. She had nobody supposed to be here. She had it's over now. And she, and then, but the following year was We Can't Be Friends. Deborah Cox is a strong MVP candidate, but what it looks like to me right now, as I'm doing this episode, as I'm having these conversations with myself, as I'm sitting here really going back and looking at the stats and looking at Monica is the MVP of R&B for 1998. Monica is the most valuable player in R&B in 1998. Now, I'm going to start giving out awards for like Coach of the Year because I believe Dark Child is probably going to win that that year, right? Coach of the Year is a producer slash songwriter. I'm going to give out Rookie of the Year. So if you're, if you have, if you dropped a debut album that year, like your first album came out in 19, whatever, you, you, and it was, it was impactful, blah, 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 blah. You win a, you get it Rookie of the Year. So like prime example, in R&B in 2001, I believe Alicia Keys' first album came out. She's probably going to win the Rookie of the Year. And she might win the MVP of R&B that year too. Might. I'm not saying she is or is it. But like DMX, 1998, his first album drops. Yes, Rookie of the Year, but he's also the MVP. Snoop Dogg, Nas, like these, like, you know, you might win, you might win both. You know what I'm saying? You might win. I'm not saying you will. I'm just saying you might win both. It's just We're just having these conversations. But I'm looking at Monica's body of work that year. She is the MVP. So, in 1998, if we're excluding Lauren Hill, because again, she was the MVP of music. There's no need to discuss that. In 1998, outside of Lauren Hill, the MVP of R&B, in my opinion, was Monica. I'm talking she got the singles. She has a she has a a a decent 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 album. Again, to me it's not a ring. It's a Eastern Conference Finals appearance. And she, and I would say she lost in 7. You know, she lost in 7 in my opinion with that album. But that's a strong Eastern Conference Finals appearance. And she has again three times platinum and she had three number 1 singles that year. That is an R that is an MVP that's an MVP year. Again, excluding Miss Lauren Hill. Because again, we don't need to have that conversation. 
That's where I'm at with it. I like that. I like that. I like that take. I like that take. I'm good with that take. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Um, yeah, man, we're, we're going, we're going to really, so from now on, on these episodes, right? So y'all, y'all, y'all hearing me early in, in the early stages of, of trying to perfect these, 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 trying to perfect this, 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 these, these, this series, right? So from now on, we're always going to do two episodes. As a matter of fact, we might do three. The first episode is going to be a recap of the year of whatever year, because I already do that. Recap of the year in R&B and hip hop. Right. Then we're going to do right after that. And I think I might have the same guests on for all three episodes. That's the new crowd. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do a recap of the year. Then the second episode is going to be who was the MVP of hip hop? Who was the and, and then again, not just the MVP, but we're going to do the MVP, the coach of the year. And the rookie of the year. And then in R&B, who's the MVP, who's the coach of the year, who's the rookie of the year. And each of them will always be a three-part series. That's the kind of content we're putting out now. I like that. I like that. You like that? Do you like that? Do you like that? Talk to me. Talk to me. Do you like that? I like that. I'm good with that. So, um, all right. No need to keep 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 rambling. Um, you know, I'm I'm yo man. I love this podcast, man. I really do. I really love this podcast, man. Like this shit, this shit really really brings me brings me joy. At a time in my life right now where I'm going through a lot of things behind the scenes, um, this podcast really keeps me going. So I just want to appreciate y'all for even listening. I want to appreciate y'all for taking the time out. I want to appreciate y'all for even giving me the opportunity to ha- or to have your ears. And I appreciate the fact that y'all respect my taste in music. I respect the fact I appreciate the fact that y'all 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 like y'all respect. Y'all may not like my opinion on music, but I appreciate the fact y'all respect it. Because if I give you an opinion on music, I don't give you a bullshit ass answer on why I feel what I feel. I, that that's all I ask. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying how I feel is is the big joker, pun intended. Go watch the World Series of Spades. But what I do like is is the fact that y'all at least listen and be like, okay, I see where he's coming from. I may not agree with it, but I see where he's coming from. That's all I ask. I, so that's all I ask. I respect that. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure y'all always tune into the podcast and make sure you guys share this with somebody. Argue, 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 argue with your friends in the car or whatever, man. All right. Uh, thank y'all for listening. I don't know why I'm rubbing my legs like that. All right. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for laughing. This podcast is over. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.